Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Let's examine why Mark Davis will never win a championship. Are you ready? The data's back. He's horrible at this. There's no stretch of this that he's been good at it. There's no hire that he's made that any conviction comes with where he stands by. And as soon as he's got like a coach that player actually likes, like Rich Busaccia, he moves on for the sexier object. He moves on for what only he thought was going to be a sexier object, right? I mean, just bad. Bad all the way around is the way you have to look at what the Raiders have been since Mark Davis took over. Does he get credit for having a new stadium in in Las Vegas? Sure, he does, you know, but, you know, he doesn't do that on his own. Like Sheldon Adelson, without his influence and money, probably doesn't get that to happen. At the same time, he did build a beautiful stadium in which he will never have home field advantage ever again in his life. I mean, the Raiders are on the road every single week, and there's zero chance that Al would have ever signed off on a situation that made sure the black hole no longer existed. It didn't feel like a real Raiders game ever again. And I'm going to tell you right now that when you go ahead and you go to Las Vegas and you talk to locals, talk to people. I got friends in Las Vegas. Joe Fortenbaugh is one of them. My man Stefan and Bottom Line Bets is one of them. I know a few other people around Las Vegas too. And look, JT the Brick, I love JT the Brick. He works for the Raiders. So, you know, he is always trying to spin things as positively as possible. But the truth is that Allegiant Stadium is beautiful, but they're on the road every single week. And Vegas is never going to become like Raiders country, Raiders territory. It's not going to happen. And you can just tell by the language that is being used around these football games how bad it is. How bad it is. Go to Las Vegas and talk about the game this weekend. Or whatever weekend that you're in Las Vegas and they're playing. The Raiders game is referred to as the opponent's game. You go into the Bears game. You go into the Packers game. You go into the Steelers game. You go into the Chiefs game. It's not are you going to the Raiders game. It's never the Raiders game. They will never have a dominant number of fans in their own home stadium ever again. But that is the deal with the devil that Mark made. Let me tell you a never again situation. Josh McDaniels is never going to be hired as a head coach again. He didn't last two full seasons with the Broncos, and now that he hasn't lost, lasted two full seasons with the Raiders, he is the first non-interim coach in the Super Bowl era to be fired by two franchises before his second season is up. That is galactic head coaching failure on Josh McDaniels. Galactic. But you had Mark... Run over to him and give him a six-year deal. Here's my question. Who's giving him a seven-year deal? Who's giving him a five-year deal? Who are you bidding against for Josh McDan? A six-year deal and he's out before the second year? You don't know what you're doing, Mark. The ESPN.com story is more scathing than anyone who thinks like, Damon, you're coming at this because you're biased or anything like it. No, I'm not biased. I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm just telling you what's happening. Right? Just telling you what's happening. That's all we're doing. That's all we're looking at. What's going on? What's going on? No Raider fan wants to admit this, but the team really needs a new owner because every problem that this team has can be traced right back. Like, right back. Oh, no audio again? Are you kidding me? I don't know what's going on.
I don't know what's going on. What the hell is going on? Oh, no, we're good. I hear you. Okay, good, 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 good. Thank you very much. Good, 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 good. Thank you. The ESPN.com story is damning. I mean, it really is. It really, really is. The Raiders, this is the ESPN.com story. This is me, okay? This is me reading off the webpage. The Raiders suffered some of their most embarrassing defeats in franchise history under the McDaniels-Ziegler duo. That included blowing a 20 to nothing halftime lead against the Cardinals for the biggest collapse in franchise history, losing to Indianapolis in the Colts' first game with Jeff Saturday as an interim coach after he had never coached above high school level in his life, blowing a double-digit lead to Baker Mayfield and the Rams, who had signed Baker Mayfield just two days before, getting shut out in New Orleans with the starting offense failing to cross the 50-yard line. On Monday Night Football, Jimmy Garoppolo just returned from injury to show up as like a non-functional quarterback. And they're one week removed. No, excuse me, they're two, yeah, they're they're two weeks, two weeks ago. They lost 30 to 12 to a pathetic Bears team, a really pathetic Bears team that started an undrafted rookie who played Division II ball in his first career start. It's pathetic. They've got two all pros in Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, and they can't figure out how to use either of them. It's like Devontae Adams is just, since joining the Raiders, is absent from elite wide receiver conversation. And Josh Jacobs, who was elite, they decided to get all cheap with, try not to pay. It ruined his offseason, and he comes in forgetting how to run the ball. That's incompetence. That's a staggering level of incompetence. It really is. And then all goes up to the top. You know, you can't fire the owner. You can't. You can't get rid of the guy who owns the team. And Mark is never going to sell. Because that loser has nothing going on in his life other than the one hour that he gets to walk around before the game in his white jumpsuit uh, you know, his track suit, trying to look like, he, he again, he's pretending to be his father. He's pretending to be his father. There is no way his father would have ever wanted him in charge of this team. He was never groomed to be this, and, and we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, we'll drop the one opinion that I got about this at the end of this. I guess there's another thing that is a little bit of an opinion here. You want to call it like a personal attack. You know, you, Damon, you can't legislate love. Yeah, well, you can rent it when you're worth $6 billion, right? And that's what Mark and the Raiders are worth now. Um, he is dating a 25-year-old Cirque du Soleil performer. Ew, he's 68. He's 68 years old. That's gross from both angles, it's gross. You know, you can say, well, hey, Mar you know, she's hot, Mark, so congratulations. At 68 years old, if you're still driven by your libido to date a hot chick more than having someone who can at least match you intellectually, that's, that's pathetic. It's really pathetic. But you know what? A 25-year-old Cirque du Soleil performer probably does mar match Mark intellectually. This is not a well-read, learned man. I wonder how interesting he actually is on any subject that isn't football, which is a subject he pretends to be a master in, but clearly isn't. 
So the one thing that he absolutely knows is the one thing he continues to totally screw up. Give me any other, look, Mark Davis seems to be, by all accounts, a pretty decent person. But still, dating a 25-year-old when you're close to 70, that's gross. That's absolutely gross. And it's gross for her to imagine Never even mind imagining it. You can imagine, right? You you can imagine. Ugh. Ugh. That's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. So here's my guarantee. They're going to totally screw up the next couple of hires. They will probably screw up their draft. The fact that they didn't hit the full reset button, the fact that he fires his head coach and his general manager without just flushing the system full. Why didn't you trade Devontae Adams? Why didn't you trade Max Crosby? Why not? Why not give the next guy a chance to come in and have a full complement of draft picks and we'll start from scratch? We'll start from scratch. You know, someone's like, well, he fired his general manager. How are you going to make trade? My mom could trade Devontae Adams. The Duchess could have gotten two first rounders for Max Crosby. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Well, maybe not two, but a, a first and a third. I, I just don't understand how anyone can even imagine that. Here's, the, here's what the Raiders got. Good uniforms. That's it. They've got great uniforms a beautiful stadium that they are forever on the road in. So how beautiful is it really? The Raiders get one home game a year. It's when they play the Chargers in Los Angeles. That's it. That's all they get. All I can tell you is that the NFL has identified Mark as a buffoon because when they were looking at, you know, getting to Los Angeles, they were basically saying, yeah, we don't want Mark involved here. Like, send him anywhere else. Send, send, send the Raiders somewhere else because they're, they're not as important as the Rams and the Chargers. Like, the, the Raiders should have gone back to Los Angeles if they didn't stay in Oakland. And when they didn't go back to Los Angeles, they should have stayed in Oakland. Oh, but look at the money. Look at what they're worth. Again, he sold the soul of his franchise for a value that uh, won't turn into any wins on a football field. Look at it this way. Who cares if the Raiders are worth $6 billion if they can't win football games? Like, I mean, we're going to turn the value of that franchise into the only thing Raiders fans can be proud of. That's what, that's, that's what you basically got. Well, look at how much they're worth. Again, I, you know, it's who wouldn't, what NFL owner didn't through almost no effort of their own, see their value massively increase. He got helped to Las Vegas, and he gets to reap the benefits. They got a great practice facility, so on and so forth. It does them no good. It does them absolutely no good. Here's my final point on the Raiders and Mark Davis. I said this once on 95.7 when the station was still the flagship of the Raiders. And this got somebody from the Raiders 
on the phone with the program director at the time saying, oh, Damon can't talk like that. Like that, 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 that cut too, too close to home. Like, I don't know if Mark was listening that day, but again, when I say something into a microphone and a team picks up the phone to call, something hit close to home. And here's what I had said. And again, this is my opinion, but I also believe it is an opinion that you can say is a fact. Anytime the son of a billionaire or a multi-multi-millionaire, like whatever Al was, whatever Al was, was Al a billionaire for real? I don't know if Val, you know, when Al was in charge that teams were worth quite that, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So anytime a multi-multi-millionaire or a billionaire has a son end up at Chico State, the one thing that you know is the son's an idiot. Straight up, like, no disrespect to Chico State. That is nobody's, no one's trying to get to Chico, okay? You end up there. You end up at Chico. You don't try to get to Chico. You just end up there. And, like, the fact that Al never went out of his way to groom his son to a better college or even groom his son for the job of being the next owner of the Raiders means that Mark, or Al, I should say, Al knew Mark was straight up, like, just lucky to be here. Like, you're lucky to be here, kid. You're lucky you're my son. You're only going to be able to fall forward because of your last name. But it, it it's even though even though Mark presides over a six billion dollar empire, is there a single company in America who would hire him to lead anything? Seriously, just asking. Is there a single company in America that would hire Mark Davis to do anything? I'm saying the answer is no. He presides over a $6 billion enterprise and is still wildly unimpressive in all ways. If Mark didn't own the Raiders, what would he be doing? What would he be doing? What is he qualified to do? In what corner of the world of business would he excel? It ain't good. And it's, I don't think, in his lifetime, going to get better. It's, it's a disaster. There is nothing that follows a dumpster fire quite like another dumpster fire after another dumpster fire. And the entire train of the Raiders is all these cars. And every single one of them is a dumpster fire. The engine to the caboose, nothing but dumpster fires. How's that ever going to change? When does that cycle stop? It doesn't seem that Mark is capable of stopping or snapping this cycle or streak in any way, shape, or form at all. So again, enough bagging on the Raiders. But there you go. As long as Mark Davis is in charge of the Raiders, you are permanently screwed because he's not good at it and no one who has spent their entire life being bad at something gets good in their 68th year of life. Does not happen. Imagine being that 25-year-old smoking hot Cirque du Soleil performer 
having to sit on a couch and make out with Mark. Da- Ugh. Ugh. Hold on, I got to cough. <laughs> Hold on, I have to vomit. All right. On to bigger, better, brighter things. After we say one day removed from the 16th birthday of Ike's Sandwiches. 16 years ago, Ike opened up a sandwich shop in San Francisco. And famously, as the story goes, on day one, he sold zero sandwiches. Zero sandwiches. And I think on day two, he might have sold two. Humble beginnings to an empire that is nearly a hundred stores large with more coming in more places. My man, Ike, if he ran the Raiders, they would have won a Super Bowl because he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing as a businessman, as someone who is creative. Don't believe me? Look at all the creative sandwiches that he has for you. Go ahead, download the Ike's Rewards app. You will find yourself earning your way to free sandwiches. And if that doesn't sound like a good proposition to you, I don't know what inspires you in life. Free sandwiches from Ike's, and all I have to do is eat sandwiches to earn free sandwiches? It's a good deal. Take it. My man, Ike, thank you so much for being a flagship sponsor of this channel Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much to Bottom Line Bets. And I'm going to tell you that Stefan's generosity with the promo code Bruce cannot go on much longer. You get a free day of handicapping with the promo code Bruce. You get it now. It won't last forever. This man is winning left and right, left and right. Every single time you look up, every single time Stefan has got a winning bet that he gives away on his site with daily, weekly, and monthly subscriptions. And for a limited time, promo code Bruce gets you a free day of handicapping. If you like money and you bet on sports and you're not getting this man's advice, you are not nearly as in love with money as you claim to be. Because my man is on fire. He's more relevant in Las Vegas than the Raiders are. I can tell you that. Also, I am wearing a Jack's t-shirt today. This is a great one. The old Oakland Oaks logo. Look at that bad boy. It's gorgeous. What a great logo. Vintage logos are what you can find at Jack's. They're brick and mortars on Chestnut Street in the marina. And you can go online at jacksf.com. Use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off of your order. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can get your entire family taken care of from a holiday shopping standpoint just by going to jacksf.com. Find out. Check it out. Incredible vintage t-shirts exclusive to Jacks. Can't find them anywhere else. It's hot. So there you go, boys and girls. Oh, I'm glad I just clicked back over to the chat because I never, ever, ever want to uh, miss someone who is nice enough to drop a little super. Uh, this is uh, James Welsh saying, my controversial p- proposition has been that if an NFL team owner hasn't won at least one playoff game in 10 years, then they'd have to sell the team. Yeah, you know, you can't relegate the team. You should relegate the owner. Get in someone new. It, seriously, that's that's not a bad idea, James. In a just and right world, maybe that could happen. But it's not a just, nor is it a right world. J.J. Raiders, like, we had a Halloween miracle last night. 
getting rid of Josh McDaniels. No one's ever, here's, how do I know your hire is bad? No one's ever going to hire him ever again. That's how I know it was a bad hire. Oh, look at David Ryder saying, Damon, 9,000 subs by Niners and Jaguars on November 12th. So that gives us 11 days. Today's November 1st. Where are we now? It's funny. Uh, I think you guys track this as much as I do. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I think we can do that. We're at just over 8,800 subscribers. Let's get to, let's get to nine. Let's get to, well, that's, that is a lot, but let's get there. Help me get there. How about this? I can't subscribe. Only you can. If you're watching right now, please go ahead. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit the notify. Uh, I I did. I wanted to be at 10,000 before Thanksgiving. Um, I was even told, like, you're shooting for the moon with that. I thought maybe. Probably not going to do it. T from the 203 asked Damon, how many billions would Mark Davis get if he could sell the team? Well, again, if it's technically worth six, he could get seven. He could get seven, but then again, he couldn't walk around and uh, and wear his white track suit. And look, I'm not going to begrudge the guy loving his family business, but I am going to tell you that he's awful at running the family business. He's terrible. You look at the other you know, the, the, the children of the New York Giants, the Mara family. We'll go ahead and look at the Rooney family in Pittsburgh. You know, there is a, even, like, I don't know about the degree of success the Jones have had lately, but even, you know, there, there's a, a secession plan in place with the Dallas Cowboys. All of these kids got groomed to be NFL owners. Al never groomed Mark to be an owner. It just happened because Al died. I mean, he probably should have kept Hugh Jackson, to be honest with you. It's just gross. How you can't ever change a guy that is a poison pill. He's a poison pill owner. Hold on. Yuck. Jesus, Jesus M says, you know, Kraft is dating a young one. Yeah, it's gross too, man. Uh, That's just gross. Yeah, I mean, how many purses does a woman need to get on a billionaire's Johnson? That's gross. Ugh. Like, I'd rather carry my belongings around in a paper bag than suck the dick of a 60-year-old billionaire if I were a woman. Good Lord. It's just disgusting. That's that's disgusting. I mean, that's that's my dick. In twenty years from, I'm forty eight. In twenty years, I'll be sixty eight. Twenty more years on this. Ugh, I don't even want to see it. <laughs> there, there's a segment you can't do on the radio. Skills report says, uh, Damon, you know, I'm 43 and I wouldn't date a 35 year old, but I'm weird. No, that, that's the thing. You're, you're still, you're not, if you're not 10 years apart, you're still very much in, uh, in, in, you're in the same window there. That's fine. That's fine. You don't need to worry about that. But that other, oh, 
All right. Let's move on. I could go down the what is the compensation for blowing a 68-year-old billionaire? We could do we could do a couple hours on that, but we won't for the sake of not throwing up all over this equipment which is already malfunctioning a little bit today. Thank you very much for sticking with me. All right. Chase Young is not a cornerback. Whatever Chase Young is, whatever value he represents, he does not cover wide receivers. And that, to me, is the one thing that the 49ers, that was there. You must come away at this deadline with one more corner. You got to get a corner or I don't care what you do at the deadline. It kind of feels like it's a little bit of a waste. They didn't get a corner. Now, Chase Young is unquestionably a talented athlete who is now going to be on the best team he's ever been on, and new faces and new places with an awful lot of talent can really blossom. So maybe it does work out. Maybe this guy is a total badass. Maybe this guy, plus Bosa, turned this into, you know, the purple people eaters, the big wrecking machine. You know, maybe this is just... A badass defensive line once again. But I think that there's a little bit of some hope involved in that. Because as much as I like Chase Young, as much talent as he has, it feels like all defensive line talent gets completely neutralized by the offenses that are no longer built around five or seven step drops. The ball is out in this league in about 2.8 seconds everywhere. You know, and if your if your ball's not out, chances are your quarterback's getting hit, your offense is poor. I mean, this is this is the change in football. You know, what is what is the, you know, a couple of years ago, the big change in football was the Wildcat. Oh, the Wildcat was now in fashion, right? Oh, look at the Wildcat. Who doesn't have a Wildcat package? Everyone needs a Wildcat package. Eh, okay. It's trendy. The trend now is ball is out in under three seconds. Everyone's doing it. So I don't think defensive lines are quite what they used to be. Now, Chase... Chase Young is going to cost the 49ers very little. And if he's here for just a half a season as a rental, the compensatory pick that they'll get back for him should he sign with another team means that this is this is basically a, a free player in terms of real investment in him. So I like that. But to me, the 49ers needed more than value. They needed a cornerback. They needed a cornerback before they needed another defensive lineman. They got their defensive lineman. I believe they blew their number one priority. We've already got undisciplined player articles coming out. We've already got articles being run in the New York Post about how, oh, the commanders had soured. Thought he was a little bit of a hot dog. Looking to make splashy plays. He went outside of the defense's structure. And, you know, I, it, it's hard to argue with that. Now, again, with the Niners, he might behave much differently. I don't want to evaluate him as a player based on anything that he's done. It's what he does now. 
in the best situation he's ever going to be in. That, to me, is the fascinating thing. So let's see. He's got 15 tackles and five sacks on this season. That doesn't scream I'm great against the run, and this team's defensive line needs to be much better against the run. Like, to me, once you added Chase Young, I'm surprised that they couldn't package Drake Jackson and another pick somewhere else to get a corner. Like, I'm really flabbergasted that they didn't come away at this deadline with another corner. You know, and okay, so it's not going to be Jalen Johnson. You know, you're, you're not going to get one of the elite corners out there. How about K1 Williams? You know, Patrick Sertain too much. Just go get another NFL corner. Someone other than Isaiah Oliver. You needed another corner. They didn't get another corner. And to me, that's also playing out of the system that you brought in this defensive coordinator who's struggling right now to excel in. This is a guy, Steve Wilkes, who coaches defensive backfield. Maybe that explains a little bit why the front of the defense is not what it used to be because he coaches backwards as the team is built. You follow along what I'm saying? This is a defensive line followed by a really good group of linebackers followed by, okay, good secondary, but that is the weak link in this defense. I'm surprised they didn't address the weak link. I'm surprised that they didn't get a player that would be able to get this team out of the soft zone that's killing them. Excuse me. This cough, I tell you. Like, I might as well start smoking three packs a day with this cough. Normally, with a cough like this, it comes with three packs a day. Uh, my my friend, my colleague, my partner, Larry Kruger, um, keeps on talking about the faith that he's got in two cornerbacks on the roster that we haven't even seen yet. Daryl Luter Jr., who's been on the pup list. Samuel Womack III, who's been on injured reserve. Like, I want to believe that should they look within to find their cornerback answers, that they would find them. But I don't know how much faith I can place in two guys who have been unable to make the active roster in the first place, followed by the fact they've been on injured reserve and the pup list. So I don't know how much they've been practicing. I, you know, Are they ready to just jump in and save the year? I don't know. The whole point, Chase Young or not, is everyone who's already wearing a 49er uniform needs to go ahead and start playing better right now, especially on that defensive side. The offense, the offense is still pretty damn good. Like a historically good offensive passing game DVOA going on right now. Like there are, there are you know, some nuggets of offensive statistics that you can gather to just prove once again that anyone saying that this is all on Brock Purdy just doesn't know anything other than interceptions bad. Of course, interceptions are bad. Of course, interceptions late in the game as you're trying to drive a game are bad, but that doesn't make him a bad quarterback. As a matter of fact, he's a really good quarterback. So very interesting couple of weeks coming up for the 49ers. They get to reset their team through the bye. Then they got Jacksonville. Then they got Tampa Bay and 
going 2-0 and in those two games would be a luxury that they need because after that, it's Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. Price of poker is going up. The Warriors, they're coming back home after a pretty inspiring 3-0 road trip. I hope that Trace Jackson Davis has played himself into Kerr's rotation based on the limited looks that we've gotten out of him and the production that he's given Steve Kerr in those limited looks. Um, again, I would go, to me, it's time to get Trace some minutes. And if you got to take some away from Andrew Wiggins or Dario Saric, you might be a better team if you did that right now. Bruce Bochy can win another World Series. Rangers up three to one. He can win a World Series tonight. Go Boach. Freaking cough. Damon, I actually miss listening to you. Been working so much. I feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. I'm here anytime you need me. That's the beauty of YouTube. <coughs> this is, uh, Mark would have made a good P.F. Chang's host. G. Martinez. Mark is a woman sports guru. Actually, you know what? I saw that trending like, oh, now that Mark is winning championships in the WNBA, that's going to really help him. No, it's not. No, it's not. If anything, Mark Davis and his WNBA team winning WNBA championships proves how easy it might be to win a WNBA championship. No wonder Joe Lacob's like, that guy can do it. I can do it too. <coughs> you know, spend more money, acquire more talent, win titles. It's an easy league to win in. There is an awful lot of he would have made a great P.F. Chang's restaurant manager going on. Hey, final story of the day. Maybe all of us should just get jobs at McDonald's because apparently that's where the real money is. Here's a sign that the world is definitely ending soon. Uh, there's all kinds of world is ending soon signs, but this has got to be up there. The most disturbing coming from McDonald's where the New York Post says that McDonald's revenue right now is soaring. It's up 14.5% last quarter. The Golden Arches brought in a total of $6.69 billion in revenue in the first three months uh, that ended in September 30th. So, so in, in the quarter, uh, 6.9 billion, which exceeds expectations. So McDonald's is killing it with their 13,513 restaurants in the United States with another 38,000 abroad. Now they didn't disclose how much finance, uh, their, their franchisees are charging, which varies in between locations. One McDonald's branch in Darien, Connecticut, which Darien, Connecticut should be called Stepford Wives, Connecticut. You know, nothing but trophy wives and kept women from Wall Street people in Darien. It's on that power corridor. All that Wall Street money that left the city lives in Darien, Connecticut. There's a McDonald's in Darien, Connecticut, charging $18 for a Big Mac combo meal. $18 for a Big Mac combo meal? I, what? 
What? That's insane. The same Big Mac combo meal is $13.69 in Times Square. You figure Times Square is going to be like the most expensive McDonald's hamburger you can buy. No, it's $5 cheaper than the one in Darien, Connecticut. Folks, if you're spending $18 on a Big Mac, you should be marched into a, a room where you're never allowed to make a decision ever again. Like $18 for a Big Mac? I don't care what you think of the Big Mac. That's ridiculous. I could be a billionaire. I would never buy an $18 Big Mac. What are you, high? No wonder McDonald's earnings are up. They got $18 Big Macs in Darien, Connecticut. What's this Jillian? Damon will do the opposite of whatever I tell him to do. So what are you talking about? What? 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 The talent is out of control. Well, that's nice, Jillian. You're talking about my talent or Jillian's talent. She can fix these things, but I don't know what happened. Here's the thing. I think she was down here fiddling the other day, and she turned on Bluetooth to use her headphones in doing something, and she didn't turn it off, and she's trying to play like she didn't turn it off. I never turned Bluetooth on on this. I never once had a single problem with this computer trying to pick up a Bluetooth signal ever before, before today. Jillian fixed the problem. I think my beautiful wife also created the problem that made us stumble, but we fixed it. We're okay. Is that an acorn? Yes, it is. Irwin, this is an Oakland Oaks acorn. RIP Cougar Rebel. Damon, can we get a show once a week where we make fun of the Raiders? No. No, it's like picking on the slow kid. I'm, I'm not here making fun of the Raiders. I'm not trolling the Raiders. I'm presenting fact to you. I'm also uh, ripping Mark Davis a little because uh, he was never supposed to have the job. Al never wanted him to be the, the owners, the, 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 the Raiders owner. And he's awful at it. Awful at it. I mean, think of the vast amount of brand new resources that he has now that he said he needed to compete, and he's got them all now. Everything Mark ever told you, the reasons why he had to leave Oakland to find, he now has, and they're getting worse. They're getting worse. They're backsliding. Plus Mania 2, Electric Boogaloo, November 5th at 1 o'clock at Victory Hall. I hope you're going to join us there. We're getting together with the coolest group of people in anyone's chat room you're going to find anywhere. I can't wait to see so many of you. Jillian is going to be wearing her Bluetooth headphones, I'm sure. Uh, we'll take those out. And she's going to be looking forward to hanging out and seeing you all, too. I can't wait to see all of you there. Some positivity here. 9,000 subs is going to happen soon. Oh, got this from the skills. $9.77. Took a 45-minute nap in a 20-minute parking space last night. Here's some money. So thank you. Thank you. I, I hope you didn't get dinged for being in the 20-minute parking spot. Had a lot of fun with the kids. Halloween last night. But a uh, lot of fun with the kids at Halloween. It was great. The kids aren't going to be at Plus Mania, which means we can party. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I might not have, to, I'm not smoking anything until this goes away. Okay. I, I got, 
But I thank you so much for tuning in today. I do hope to see you at Plus Mania 2, Victory Hall, November 5th. We're going to get going around 1 o'clock. We're going to watch football. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to hang out, and I'm looking forward to it. I hope you can join us then. In the meantime, please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.